episode 15. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? Got a special night tonight. Got my boy Rachi on set. Getting ready to speak that that life, that truth, that love over y'all. You know what I'm saying? But let's start off first with a quick moment of prayer. So just close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, we just come before you tonight, God. So grateful to be in your presence and just have the ability to speak of you and your love, God. Lord, I pray that freedom would come with this episode, God. I pray the Holy Spirit would fill us, God. We welcome the Holy Spirit into this time, God, and just praise you and thank you for the love you have for us. And we thank you for the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made. I pray today we would honor you and glorify you, God. We would do our best to speak your truth, God, bringing hope and love to those that are listening. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Yes, uh, all right, so we're going to start off with a, this week, it's going to be a tricky topic, you know what I'm saying? So the the guidelines that we're going with are kind of shame and guilt, which in itself is not really biblical, I'd say, the idea of shame and guilt, you know what I'm saying? That's more of a idea of condemnation, but being human, you know, we, we struggle with sin, we sin every day, and it's hard not sometimes to get caught up in that shame and guilt that comes from things of this world you know what i'm saying when we know god's word and his law and we know what he's laid out for us but we then go out and choose ourselves, choose the flesh we choose to do things that we know don't honor god like our first instinct is that shame and guilt that comes with it you know what i'm saying we feel bad because we knew we should have done better you know and even in, in romans when it talks about the gentiles they don't know god's law but they also knew knew the difference between what right and wrong you know what i'm saying so it's like we're kind of born with this moral compass inside of us. And that is God, you know, kind of shifting us, moving us in the direction that would please him. But our defiant nature pushes us away from that. Now we're lucky because in Romans 8 verse 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So God sent his son in human form to show that even Jesus would battle with the flesh, would battle with, with sin, you know what I'm saying? But the only difference between us and him is that he won that battle every time. Never once did he fall to that act of sin that we fall to every day. You know, um, there's a plethora of sins. There's so many different options you could choose from, you know, whatever your sin may be. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, greed, like wanting too much money, idolatry, you know, looking up to celebrities, athletes, you know, whatever your case may be, we all have these sins that we battle. And on a daily basis, it's like, we're going to, we're going to fall. That's normal. We're human. We're not to just give in off rip, but it is going to be a battle. And the only way to get through it is the Holy Spirit. And when we lean on the Holy Spirit, it takes away that idea of being rule followers. And it just becomes us being God pleasers. You know, we want to please God with our actions, with our thoughts the way we move and the way we speak. And for me, I notice that when I am walking according to his will, when I truly let the spirit in, I'm more motivated to please him than to please the flesh. Because I know as soon as I do fall to the sin 
my sin of choice, whatever that may be on the day, you know what I'm saying? The minute I fall to it, like, now that I have a relationship with God, I feel conviction, with, which conviction just shows me where I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? It puts that little burning on my heart where it's like, I know I shouldn't have did that. That did not please God. But then once you get past that, you're, like, so caught up in the, the mistake you made. You're like, dang, I'm just full of this shame and guilt. I wish I could have did it different. I wish I did this. And, and that's in the past. And Jesus has washed us free of that. So that's what we want to talk about tonight, the freedom that comes from Jesus and his Holy Spirit, you know. And it's it's up to us whether we want to choose the Spirit or choose to be caught up in the shame and the guilt. No, that's fire. Um, I think, too, I was going to do a quick def definition of each. So shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Guilt, the fact or state of having committed an offense, crime, violation, or wrong, especially against moral or penal law. He admitted his guilt, a feeling of responsibility or remorse for some offense, crime, wrong, etc., whether real or imagined. And then for conviction which I just had it yeah bro this is a week two of doing this someone else will have to get it because I don't know where it went <laughs> it's in there but it's, just, it's a lot of words to breathe through to find it find conviction real quick but um just off of guilt and shame like I don't know, I had a, we picked this topic, we picked most of our topics based off, of like, our experiences, and, like, this past week, um, so conviction is knowing that you did wrong and repenting to God, so, yeah, so that'll be the difference, I guess, between guilt and shame versus conviction is the repentance that comes with it, and so I guess you gotta get a little bit into repentance as well, as, and what all that is, um, Guilt that we had, I had a, this week, man, was crazy. I had a bunch of guilt and shame, and it really, you know, I felt that I knowingly turned away from God this past week, right, in a sin that I did, and, uh, you know, instead of, you know, we talk about conviction, it's like, when you're convicted, you repent, you turn back to God, right, and it's, it's the story of uh, Peter, right, whenever Jesus resurrects and he's in the ocean, and they talk about how Peter like sprints full speed back into the arms of Jesus, right? Knowing that he did, he did deny Jesus three times, right? He's he's you know, so he he's convicted about it, right? Because it says he goes and he weeps, so he knows he did something wrong. He feels like he does feel a remorse about it, but his difference in it is that his his you know action that he took wasn't you know to fully dive into the sin and then just give up and you know, lose all faith in Jesus and everything like that, right? And uh, this past week, man, that was, that was what I did, you know. I really felt the, I felt the remorse for what I had done this past week. And just, you know, I, I was still, like, trying to pray and, like, but just not really, not wanted to, really. And it's crazy because, like, I say I put in minimal effort in my relationship with Jesus this past week. You know, like, just barely getting by and then just I don't know all the craziness that came with it and it was nuts because it literally yesterday morning I took a shower and y'all know like I never cap like I do not come on here and just say some crazy cap just to like you know make this I don't know we we always keep it real like that's that's our whole podcast you know but I took a shower on Thursday and before I got in the shower I said a prayer 
and um some wally's been like because wally i've been talking with wally about it like throughout the week you know it's like our brothers in christ that's who i was really leaning on with it and he's like man i've just been praying for like you and for like other people and it's been helping me so like, i got on my knees and i prayed for myself a little bit in the beginning of the prayer right god just tell me what you want me to do today and i'll do it and then after that i was praying for wally I was praying for my boy nick you know and i got in the shower and when i got out i swear in the because it's the fog on the mirror there was a cross i swear i have a picture of it i'll show rachi after it was a cross on my mirror like that someone like as if an angel literally came in my bathroom and put a cross on my mirror i was like i was tripping i took a picture as soon as it happened i sent it to wally i sent it to nick i sent it to, i have a bible study that i go to i sent it to the whole like group chat of this bible study because i was like the whole time this is what i'm thinking i'm thinking i done i've gone too far this time right like i did such a wrong and god's not going to be able he won't like this one he can't he won't be able to forgive me of going in the in the way i was thinking like that because i'm like it says the only sin that can't be forgiven is to blaspheme the holy spirit and in my mind i'm like dang did i you know it's just this tumble down of like craziness i didn't blaspheme the holy spirit it's just where my mind went and i I judged myself of, you know, the condemnation that I I won't be saved. And I got out of the shower. I seen that cross. And I was like, I literally texted Wally. I was like, dang, I'm still, I'm still saved, right? Like, you know, and then just the, the grace and mercy that I felt from my God, right? Jesus is truly a graceful, merciful God, right? Because all the wrong that I do, you know, even I didn't show up, dude. Like, I didn't show up this past week and he shows up for me, you know? I literally cried about it, dude. Like, it was crazy. It was such an a wild experience, you know, and that's really like where a lot of this is going to go. And I think these boys are right now, they're locking into some scripture. So I think they're about to be, sh- it about to be snapping. <laughs> Hold on. Before I slide it over to Rachi, I just wanted to point out one thing I kept hearing Chris say is like this past week, you know, and I think that's what the enemy wants us to be caught in is the past. You know what I'm saying? Cause we can't change it. Like it already happened. And so it's done. It's dealt with. The battle has been won. Jesus already died on that cross. And just some encouragement that came into my heart, shout out Holy Spirit, for Chris was like, bro, think about like how far Jesus has brought you. You know, think about all that life you had before Jesus. So it's like for this one rough week to bring you down so much, there's got to be nothing but the devil. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really like it's a miracle for us to be here and to even like care that much about like pleasing jesus you know what i'm saying because before for what you 22 so think about like how long you been a christian like really two two. two years so 20 years of pleasing the flesh you know and that has been forgiven that has been set free is no longer even relevant to god you know what i'm saying now it's just part of your testimony you use that to witness to other people so it's like the the condemnation that the devil wants us to be caught in that like oh you made a mistake you're going to hell you know what i'm saying you sin you go to hell that's that's where the devil wants us to be because he wants to bring more and more of us down here you know and i feel like it's it's so easy to get caught up in that idea of like well i did one wrong thing might as well do the next you know what i'm saying then you just kind of desensitize yourself to the sin you know so it's like it's more important to acknowledge the sin, to get convicted about it, which it said in that little definition that Chris read, like conviction is not a bad thing. It's good because it's showing that your heart's in the right place, that you want to turn back to Jesus, you know, it, and that's the act of repentance. The repentance is simply acknowledging where you were wrong and turning instantly back to God. You know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to walk away and God's following us, but we just have to simply turn back to him. 
and just say, God, we want you. We're here for you and we love you. And we don't even got to ask for forgiveness because we've already been forgiven. You know what I'm saying? It's just the simple act of turning back to God. So I'll just encourage you, you know what I'm saying, wherever you're at, stop walking away and just turn around, see what God has for you, you know, because it's a beautiful thing, the glory that he'll show and the mercy that he'll have on us every single day as long as we choose him. Um, so shame and guilt, right? So that is something I'd say I faced a lot when within my early um, times of walking alongside alongside Christ and even before that too. Um, so like whenever I would sin and stuff like that, I would just, you know, kind of walk away from Christ in a way. And that's honestly the main point, that main thing that the enemy tries to do to us, right? Whenever or after we sin is isolate us, right? And it's when we're in that isolation zone that we're in it's honestly our our weakest our weakest right oh snap i was talking way too long <laughs> um so yeah that's like when we're our most vulnerable not weakest most vulnerable because in in somewhere it says that the enemy waits around like a prowling lion waiting for the next person to devour devour you know and god puts an emphasis emphasis on community and fellowship all throughout the bible because like if we didn't need people around us if we didn't need community i don't think jesus would have would have given birth to the church right um we'd have we would have been um having to do things on our own wouldn't have to this podcast probably wouldn't exist you feel me um so that's why it's important to um be alongside community and stuff like that and going back to shame and shame and guilt and um the idea of isolation when enemy tries to um isolate you and stuff like that one of the main things i thought was whenever i would sin and stuff like that is that yo like i'm the only person doing this right i'm the only person struggling with this but that's a hundred percent false that's not what the truth is right because it says in um first corinthians 10 uh chapter 10 verse 13 it says that the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience right the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience every sin that you've committed or something like that a sin you committed someone else has already done it before and not only that they they've done it before they've also overcome overcome it right um so that's one of the truths I had to realize is that, yo, like I'm not alone in this, you know? And once I realized that I kind of went to community and stuff like that, and that's when I started speaking about it, you know, and there's a freedom, there's a freedom that you experience when you speak, when confess your sins, right? Um, to, um, to others in your community and to God as well. There's a, such a big freedom that you experience, and I think that's important. And you guys said some the, the main difference between condemnation and conviction, which is very, very true. Condemnation is like it pulls you away from God while conviction pulls you towards God, right? The enemy, whenever you sin, will tell you like, yo, you're not worthy at all. That's condemnation, right? However, it's the opposite with God, right? It's like, yo, yo, yes, you sin, but you're not gonna overcome it without me you need me right um i say that's that's one thing we need to realize is that that main difference in that realize where is that that guilt that we feel or whatever 
if you don't know whether it's condemnation or conviction, first think about where is it pulling you towards? Is it pulling you towards God or is it pulling you away from God, right? Then that's when you can um, figure out where what it is and um, decipher of how to overcome it. You got something, Chris? My boy heating up. You found it yet or you need, you need a second? All right. All right, I got a little scripture right here. So it says, the, so it's the Pharisee and the tax collector. It's Luke 18, 9 through 14. And it's, it's basically God's them parables, boy. He be snapping. He says, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. My whole thing with that one, that is the scripture that... I was reading this past week. I really felt like the tax collector, man, the sinner just beating on his chest, you know. And um, I was, if you don't know about Enduring Word, it is a fire app that basically goes way deep into some of these passages. Stupid fire. It's a little cheat code. And really, like, I like it a lot. It opens my eyes to a lot of things that, you know, just different perspectives that I didn't have before, basically. And um, But I was reading through it, man, and it was just, you know, the the talking about conviction here and all that stuff right like the fact that I knew I sinned knew I was wrong and it felt like you know it was for me it was shame and guilt this week but I felt it before where it's been all conviction of just like where I need like where I know I need God like where I sin and I fail and I mess up and like the what the sin has brought out in me is just the fact that I know I I need God to remove it from me you know, some of the sin in my life is like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overcome it. You know, it's like, I'm not, you know, if you can, if you got that self-will that like there's sin in your life that you can just push out and not have, I always say like, I ate all the apples, dude. I've eaten everyone except the murder apple, but all the other apples in the orchard, dude, I went out there, you know, and I tore them up, you know, it's the... And like what I'll say by that, what I'm trying to say by that is this, is that, you know, the, the first thing that's committed is the sin of knowledge, right? Is that they know what good and evil is, right? And before you eat that apple, you don't know what good good and evil is, right? And obviously they get condemned, we're condemned. So as soon as we're born, we know good and evil, right? But it's like every time I eat a new apple, it's like I now learn about that evil. And I learn the devil has a new way to like get into, get into my mind and break me down and all this stuff and then it's like after fighting it for a certain amount of time I I give up and I just realize I'm the sinner I need help God you need I need your mercy right like it's not even like I need your help but I just need your mercy you have to have mercy on me God because if you don't there's no other way for me you know you are my salvation right and it's really where I came to like this past week is like truly knowing that Jesus Christ is my only way of salvation right because I did, I felt like I was condemned all week because I was taking it on my own. Like, this is my sin, my life, my decisions. You know, I'm the decider in if I go to heaven or hell when all reality, it's like, really, that was what Jesus did for me on that cross, you know. 
I couldn't see it all week. And then when I really did start getting down on my knees, you know, I, I hear this this preacher, you know, um, Francis Chan. We love that boy. <laughs> we love Francis, boy. Right. But he, he'll be preaching. He'll start crying. And like one of my prayers has been like, because like I'll get sometimes like I can get like maybe a little water in my eye or something. But I'm like, I never like I'm not like ever reading scripture crying like that boy will be out there just preaching, crying. And this past week, bro, I was literally, like, tears coming out of my eyes, like, Tuesday night, just praying, like, shortest, like, I had the shortest prayers this week, dude. Like, there was not much to them, just, like, I don't know, I got to a point of complete submission of just, like, I don't know where to go from here type thing. Really just, you know, trying, like, everything that I could try and then just eventually getting to that point of, like, God is just you. It's, like, the only thing, right, that's gonna help this situation at all. It's just so crazy to me. It's just crazy to me how the whole week ended up turning out. But, but you know, if being in a spot where like I know I'm the center, there's a there's a it's kind of a gratitude for it, right? I'm kind of grateful that I went so far into all the sin in my life, right? Because it's like I know for some people, it's like they compare themselves to other people and they think that because that's what that whole that whole thing is about is how the Pharisee compares himself to the tax collector and he's not that bad. Where if I compare myself to God, it's like I'm always evil. Like every time I compare myself to God, I'm always evil, you know. But it's like even for me, even if I compare myself to the Pharisee, I'm still evil. You know, I'm still evil. And I, like me compared to the church, I'm still evil compared to these other people, dude. Like I definitely did go to that extent, you know. I'm kind of grateful for it because it is like I'm humbled to that point. And then it just it blows my mind that just because God did show up that way on Thursday that, you know, me that I could be saved, like, that's so, like, that's so crazy, you know, if you're listening, you did a lot of crazy stuff, man, so did I, a lot of crazy stuff, and I still, somehow, God still, you know, like, chose me, I guess, you know, because he did, he really rushed my heart, like, something crazy, and I still have the opportunity of salvation and everything, you know, and, like, that feeling of shame and guilt that I had all week, it was all selfish, it was all pride and ego, it was all me taking on my own, you know, but then just handing it over to God, right, to turn it, I guess, he really turned it into a conviction where I did say, I'm a, I need to turn the other direction, you know, I know it's an uphill battle, you know, from here, but, yeah, I don't know where I really went with that, but. That's the spirit, boy, let it flow. No, I love how y'all both brought up, Chris brought up comparison, and Rachi said isolation, you know, I think those are two of the most dangerous parts of your walk of faith, you know, because, if you're always comparing your faith to another person's, it's never going to be good enough, you know? And then you're never going to feel worthy of the faith that these people have found because you're so focused on their faith instead of yours, and you're going to isolate, and you're going to step away. When in reality, like Rachi was saying, it's so important to have those people around you, you know, that are going to lift you up in those moments when you were weak, you know? Because for me, when I first started really, really showing up, you know what I'm saying? Showing up for God and showing up at church. Not just coming in to check off the box. Not just coming in so that my mom wouldn't be mad at me or my girl wouldn't be mad at me or whatever the case may be. When I really started to show up for God, it was discouraging, you know, because I was in a dark place and I was so full of shame and guilt of the things that really brought me there, you know, that beat me down into submission, you know, because I was so tired of the way I was living and the mistakes I was making that I was ready I was ready to give up I was ready to just whatever God has for me you know but at the beginning I had such a battle with the enemy that I was like I messed up so bad I've done so many horrible things I never should have done you know what I'm saying how could God ever love me 
you know, I think a lot of people are in that place, you know, because they haven't heard of the loving, peaceful, you know, the God that is just simply a warm embrace, the one that is just going to, like, exactly how Peter ran to him, Jesus welcomed him with open arms, you know what I'm saying? And I know I've denied God before, it's not even a doubt, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew of him, I just wanted to live for me instead of him, you know what I'm saying? So coming back into the faith, like, for real this time, it was, it was a, a lot of work that had to be done, you know, and that only came by opening it up and telling people about what I was going through and what I had going on, you know, because I needed support. I needed people around me that were going to tell me not only, A, I've been there and look what God has done in my life, but also like the people that are like, yo, I'm right here with you. Like, because that brought me the hope that it's like, all right, we're going to fight this together. Like, it's cool to see that God has brought you through this. But in the beginning, you know, I'm so my eyes are so blurry. My heart is all over the place. I don't know what to do because it's like I'm caught up in me. So whenever I got someone like like Chris, who would just we were walking through this together, we were figuring it out together, you know, like we could talk about our war stories, our times of sin, you know, and then it wouldn't be so discouraging. Instead, it would be like uplifting in a sense, because it's like, wow, God really stepped in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he was always there, but he finally said, like, all right, like, this is your time. It's time for you to turn to me. You know what I'm saying? Because if I didn't really turn to him, like, who knows how much time I would have left or if I would even be here, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, that's the craziness of the the world we live in, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much darkness, it's so much sin going on, but it's normalized, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just accept it for what it is. We're like, oh, just, YOLO, bro, just run it up. <laughs> Get lit. <laughs> but for real, bro, so coming in, it, it was just like, it was just crazy to me to realize, like, I have this God who loves me so much that he didn't need me to be perfect. He didn't need me to be clean or any type of way for him to love me. He just wanted me to come to him and truly open my heart to him, you know. And that's what it takes me to in Ephesians chapter 2. is It's literally like the little title is Made Alive in Christ, you know. And it says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that's it right there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was dead in my transgressions and my sins. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so stuck. I was so caught in the cycle of just sin, sin, sin. You know what I'm saying? That God literally stepped in, even though I was deserving of wrath because all I did was worry about pleasing my flesh. You know what I'm saying? He He literally was had to show me, like, look, there's nothing you can do. I can't do nothing but turn to him to receive his love. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I love about it. It, it literally says is not from yourselves you know what i'm saying like how chris was saying like in this past week it was such a struggle because he was making it about him you know what i'm saying he was focused on what he was doing and what he did wrong 
And it's so easy to get caught in that place where we, we just focus on us, you know, because we're so selfish by nature. We forget the pure miracle of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? The way he stepped into this earth, a dark place. He left heaven, his, his seat at the throne to come down here to save us, to die a death that we deserve. You know what I'm saying? We deserve that death every time we sin. So many times a day. If I could count the number of times I sin in a day, bro, it would be insane. Like, it's nuts. But because of his grace, you know what I'm saying, I'm here. And because of his love for me, he fills me. You know what I'm saying? And I always have someone I can talk to. I can always turn to God and just speak his His life, his light. You know what I'm saying? I can read his word and hold on to that truth. And it's only through faith. The I have to believe that no matter what I've done, salvation is always there for me you know i just have to choose it i have to choose the spirit and the minute i start choosing the spirit i step away from the flesh and let me just tell you bro like choosing the choosing the spirit bro like when you have the clear opportunity to sin you know what i'm saying but instead you think you know because we always get that little voice in our head that's like you shouldn't do that and the minute that you listen to it bro it feels way better it feels way better than glorifying the flesh you know what i'm saying like whenever we choose to honor god with our bodies instead of using our bodies as instruments of evil you know what i'm saying whenever we choose the the higher road you know what i'm saying the narrow road the feeling is way better because then we don't have to worry about disconnecting from god we just stay locked in with him and that's how we grow in our relationship in those moments you know and not that's always going to happen because i'll be lying if i tell you i always choose that but it's always available. You just got to choose it. Yes, sir. Um, you said something very important that I'd like to highlight. You said that um, whenever you would, you know, probably walk towards or um, gravitate towards, sins, towards a sin, you always experience like a little small voice in your head that probably says you shouldn't do that, right? One thing we all know, we all know what that is, right? That's the Holy Spirit telling us like, yo, <laughs> be careful, right? I personally experienced that for firsthand too. Um, and I've heard that thing, heard the Holy Spirit say that to me many times, right? And more, one more thing the Holy Spirit would also, you know, whisper in my ear is like, Rachi, maybe you should pray, right? Maybe you should pray right now. Maybe you should pray um, take a time to pray or maybe you should take a time to read your bible real quick you feel me read one verse read a chapter you feel me because what the holy spirit sees we don't see right the holy spirit can see the future he can see the path that we're going the um the path that we're walking in um what's about to trip us up what's not about to trip us up you know what the enemy put in front of us to trip us up and to make us fumble right and what the holy spirit is trying to do is to maneuver us in such a way that we avoid it and so that or um whenever we reach that obstacle that the enemy placed on on the road that we now have the strength and the mindset and the will willpower to overcome it right um one thing another thing that i wanted to speak about is like guilt and shame are one of the robbers biggest robbers of god's promises right um and whenever and both of them you know stem from sin and that makes in turn sin one of the biggest robbers of um uh, of um the promises of god right for f one way another way one one example i'd say um in the bible you can look to is how you know sin and stuff like that robs um 
robs you of God's promises is really the story of um, John the Baptist's parents, parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth, right? I don't know if you guys um, read it before, but like in the first chapter of Luke, whenever when Zechariah was praying, um, an angel of the Lord came to him. When he was praying in the temple, an angel of the Lord came to him, and the angel said, like, yo, you're about to have a um, a baby. And mind you, Elizabeth and Zechariah are, like, old, very old. And, and Zechariah is like, yo, there's no chance. We've been trying for decades, years, and stuff like that. There's no chance we're going to have a baby. And the, and the angel's like, you know what? Since you doubted, since you had um, didn't have faith in the Lord, since you didn't have um, um faith in the lord and stuff like that you're gonna be mute right so for the next nine months right um my boy zechariah couldn't talk to his wife right think about it right it's like he couldn't enjoy something god is fulfilling within his life so the minute we start doubting the minute we allow sin and shame and guilt within our lives and stuff like that that robs us from god's promises god's god promises us joy god promises us peace um god promises us um um, fruitfulness and um, wellness and stuff like that, that it, it robs us of that. So I'd say, you know, be careful of that. Yeah. Quick word, real quick. Let me hop in. No, I just, if you've been listening and you're like, what are they, ta- like, what are they talking about? The flesh. And, and if you're not really sure what sin is, you know what I'm saying? I literally just scrolling through and I found in a, scroll th- casual scroll common scroll through the bible and it just opened to galatians 5 and it just says the acts of the flesh are obvious so it's the flesh is the body things that you you choose to please your body instead of god so it says the acts of the flesh are sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissension factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like so these are these are just some some there's a lot more sins but those are just that's a little idea if you don't really know what the sin is and if you just heard one of those and you're like dang i'd be doing that tighten up (laughs) (laughs) no we all we all been there bro don't worry it's god still love you bro just turn to you know what i'm saying but then the other side of that is the fruit of the spirit which is what we get what we receive when we choose God, you know, and so the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So pretty much the opposite of sin. You know what I'm saying? This is all good stuff that, that pleases God. So just a little clarity for anybody who's confused. Yeah. And just, just cause you brought it up and we're going a little more into it. There's like, uh, this guy that I listened to and he said, he's talking about the, uh, how we always blame the devil for like sin and stuff and what he just read is all sins of the flesh right the devil doesn't really have to do a lot of work for your sexual immorality right because your flesh already is heavily desired by it you know maybe he throws a roadblock your way a little bit to kind of push you towards that sin but for the most part right my own flesh can do just as much damage by itself right you know you'll hear about you know the devil right sometimes he's uh you know He's not trying you that hard, right, because you're doing a good enough job yourself, you know, because our flesh, you know, it really does have its own, you know, its own struggles on, right, all by itself, right? Um, but I was just going to read Luke 13, a lot of Luke tonight, a lot of Luke. He's a, uh, he be snapping. It's uh, Luke 13, uh, 1 through 5, and it says, repent or perish. 
There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices, and he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Shalom fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you all you will all likewise perish. And I think that I just, I like that because he was talking about comparing to other people. And um, that's, that's literally what he's talking about is these people, it's like people run up to Jesus and they're like, hey, Jesus, did you hear about these people who were doing the wrong thing and then they died for it? And then he's like, do you think you guys are any different? Like, do you think you, right, that you're still here because you haven't done wrong things or, or something like that? Because if, and then he says, right, that you'll be the same way as those Galileans if you don't repent, right, from your own sin, just to tell them like, hey, like you have your own sin in your life too, right? The reason that they died had actually nothing to do with their, maybe it did have something to do with their sin, I don't know, but right, that's not it doesn't make it to where like you're better than them because you didn't die, right? Like you still have your own sin in your life. You know, it's worldwide. Like every single person struggles with sin, you know? And it's like, it's, I like how it said is like the, the further I, the closer I get to God, right? It's like this story that's told. Um, and they refer to it as like, it's silver. Like when, so when someone makes silver, it's like you, you put it through, a trial, a test, you basically shove it into like molten lava and you melt the silver down and then you pull it up and all the impurities come up, right? And then the impurities get scraped off. You put it back in, you do it over and over again, over and over again, right? And so it's like the Christian way of seeing it is like, you know, and the the person, the, I don't know, what do you call a silversmith? Is that who got to make silver? I don't know why I looked at you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the silversmith, right, he won't stop doing that until he can see his own reflection in the silver, right? And so, like, the Christian idea is, like, I'm full of impurities, and so this walk that I have with Jesus, right, if I'm constantly, he'll put me through a trial, and I'll melt down, and then whenever I come back, like, when I, you know, he pulls me out of the trial, he'll scrape the impurities off, right? It's through the trial, right? And it goes until the point that God can see his own reflection in me, right, where I get to that that, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be perfect and just like God, right? But it's like he's making me into, he's molding me into a person who's like his fruits, right? Like his spirits. That being said, I have a ton of impurities, you know, and coming into the church, right? I came in with a ton of impurities. So it's like each trial that he's putting me through, he is scraping off, scraping some of them off, right? But he's still got to dunk me back in because they're still in there. He's got to put me through the next trial and the next trial and the next trial, you know, until... I continue to lean my faith into him and how like I didn't do this last week where I didn't lean into God, right? Like I took it on as my my own, right? Like this is my sin. I it's 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 so human for me that like it's like I felt like I have to suffer in this because I did so wrong. I don't deserve to go to Jesus and feel, you know, the loving presence of God. That's really what I felt like. Like I need to feel the pain that I'm feeling right now cuz I did him wrong. And that's not what he wanted from, you know, that's not what God wants. You know, I couldn't see it living in the middle of it's a lot more difficult to see that even having Wally I was talking to Wally like three days in a row and he just kept telling me like he's sending me verses throughout the day he's talking to me like my brain could not hear it because I was so like deep into this self-will my ego is telling me that I was right and that no matter what Wally Wally doesn't understand my situation is literally what I was telling myself 
I'm like, well, he does not understand, like, what I'm saying. And, like, and it's, like, the fact was that he did understand what I was saying. He was trying to, like, pull me out. And then God was probably like, all right, bro, here's a cross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like this ain't, this, you're, not, you're not doing the right thing right here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the beautiful part of it is that I know, right, I know I'm forgiven at the end of that trial that I, I just endured this week. You know, I'll say this, too. Like, the whole point of this podcast I don't. I don't know if Wally thinks he's a teach. You a teacher? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not a teacher either, right? Our whole point is podcast. You know, we might we might be able to teach you guys stuff, but it's more of a for me at least. I want you guys to be able to relate. You know, so I don't want to come on here every week and tell you guys like, oh, this, this, and this, and it was so great and so holy. Like, you know, I I want it to be a place where like you guys can actually be like these fools are really struggling, you know, like, tr- you know, trudging that road, man, trudging that road to happy destiny, you know, because it's true, like, we're not, I, we, don't, we don't claim ourselves to be teachers, we're just walking the faith, you know, and that's it, like, our teachers are pastors, you know, they get judged tough, dude, we can't, I can't get judged on that level, man, you know, so I, that wrath will be vicious, boy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I guess, you know, I can relate to that, though, comparing myself to other people. Um, another another sin to struggle with. <laughs> um, yeah, that's something I struggle with, too. Um, comparison, right? Um, and it's really, it does take a toll. And it's like, oh, man, that person has, I don't know, that person has more money than me. Or that person looks better than me. Or that person has better hair. They have nicer shoes, nicer clothes, the better, better car. Oh uh, man, they're married yet, but I'm still I'm over here single. You feel me? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like it it sucks when when you when you're in that, but the thing is like when you realize is that like, you know, God has a plan for you, you know, like God has um made you and you're wonderfully and beautifully made. You know, God I heard this I heard this from a pastor once. I forgot forgot who. I think it was from Mike Todd from Transformation. It was like he was like, you are exactly where God needs you to be, right? So it's like, dude, like, you can you, you can see all these people and stuff like that, but you don't see the road that they took to get there. You feel me, right? It, it, they, they, they might have had a crazy trial and tribulation. You know, they, they parents could have kicked the bucket or something like that. They're, they have, they probably have gone through, like, 10 different car wrecks before they got this brand new car they probably gotten fired a million times before they got that job and now they're making all this type of money you feel me like you don't know what what doors has been shut within their face and what doors god had to open and stuff like that you know so like um whenever i see myself um doing that like comparison and whenever i'm in 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 trials and tribulations and stuff like that i always i always think of like oh man what what did god have to um, pull them out of to be where they are now or what what things that the enemy has placed within their you know their walk their walk um that made them that strong that um have that much endurance and stuff like that so yeah um uh you said something also about like um the sil- silversmith um, that's actually um, low-key biblical because if you go to James chapter 1, um, 
It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity of great joy. For you know what? When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, nothing, needing nothing. So like when you're... Um, when you're full of impurities and stuff like that, God has to dunk you in the fire. You feel me? Into that, I think it's called a kiln that that smiths put the I don't know the sword in or whatever that they it gets hot and stuff like that. Now they gotta smack it, bing, 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 whatever. And I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they're 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 pulling all those impurities out to the point that, and when they pull it out in in take all those impurities and stuff like that um you said something really great to the point that it it's a ref- god can see a reflection of himself in, inside whatever he's making and whenever what what he's making is you you feel me so whenever you're um um going through those things he's making you to a point that whenever when other people see you they're not seeing you you feel me? They're seeing his son, Jesus, walk down that street. You feel me? They're seeing his son, Jesus Christ, talking whenever they're talking to you. You feel me? So that not only will that, you know, let people see Jesus, it will further his kingdom as well so that they know who to turn to to get like you. You feel me? To be like you. You know, so and that honestly will just, you know, glorify Jesus' name and his power higher and higher. So. Yeah. That, that uh, one, boy. Yes, sir. Hey, Pastor Rachi, it's uh, no, that's fire, bro. Spirit is just bouncing off these walls right now, cause it's literally like everyone bouncing off the foam. Yes, sir. We building up, we getting the foam going, but literally everything people were saying was like something I was thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Like when Rachi mentioned uh Mike Todd, like at the beginning, that was so crucial for me, listening to Mike Todd's sermons, you know, and especially on this topic of shame and guilt, because he has a whole series where he talks about cuff, like things you're cuffed to, different sins you're cuffed to that you feel like you can't let go of, you know, because of the comfort, like literally one of them was cuffed to comfort, cuffed to comparison, all these different things that you're so cuffed to, you know, and that's right where the enemy wants you, but God wants you to be set free, you know, God has called us to a life, light of a life of freedom, you know, to walk in His light and His and His just redemption power that He is, you know what I'm saying? And then you said something about what did you say? He said something, but it made me think about what I texted you when the, the this old dude told me um, the other night about. He said, "You think God would pull you out of a sea of alcohol to beat you up on the beach?" You know what I'm saying? Because one of my struggles was definitely alcohol, you know what I'm saying? I was just talking to him about some stuff and um, about the shame and guilt, you know what I'm saying? And, and he literally told me that. He was like, you think he would pull you out of that to still beat you up on the beach? And that that's relatable to any, like, any struggle you have, you know, drugs, alcohol, women, money, whatever the case may be. You know, like, God has now pulled you out from that 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 sea, you know what I'm saying? And you're on the beach now. You're You're in a safe place. And so you've been forgiven. You've been set free from that. You're uncuffed. But our human, what what I say? Hold on, I got to pull the text. He, he snapped. This old dude was snapping. Got to pull the message loading. No, he said some fire. Hold on. Oh, he said, so the shame and the guilt of the past is a selfish, self-centered emotion that tries to take away from the forgiveness that we've already received. You know what I'm saying? So when we're stuck in that place of shame and guilt 
it's really just us trying to still be in control, still trying to hold on to the power, you know. And in all reality, all, all it takes is submission, you know what I'm saying, surrender, letting go of that power and that control and just showing showing that surrender to God, like, look, you've got it, bro. Like, you've delivered me from this. I let it go. I leave it to you. And that's the act of repentance, you know what I'm saying? And that's the only thing we need to be forgiven is that simple act of letting go and letting God do his work, you know. The minute we get our hands out of God's plans, that's when things start to fall in accordance with his will, you know what I'm saying? And that's the constant battle we have every day, choosing our will or God's will. And that's why just recently I've been just trying to say, like, thy will be done in all situations. Whenever I feel stressed about something or I don't like the way things are going, you know what I'm saying? If I could see a better route for it, I think, like, you know what? This is exactly where God wants me to be. You know, I'm just in that fire right now, and that fire is molding me into what God has. You know what I'm saying? His will is always going to prevail. That's what it says in the Lord's Prayer, you know what I'm saying? His perfect will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so whatever is going on in heaven, the most perfect place that we definitely don't deserve to go to, but Jesus made accessible for us. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's going on up there, he's trying to bring down here. We just got to let him. You know what I'm saying? But the only way we can is just to kind of like step out of his way. You know, it's still going to take work. Like we can't just be like, you know what? Rent's due tomorrow. I'm not going to stress it. God got me. Don't got to go to work. I'm just going to chill. I know God going to fill my bank account. No, that's not how it works. You got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? You got to put in your effort. You know what I'm saying? But we put, we're responsible for the effort. God's responsible for the outcome. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the best things I've heard in a minute. You know what I mean? Someone told me that the other night, and I was like, dang, bro, that's real. Because it's like, no matter how much I try to force my will on situations, it's always going to turn out how God wants it to. You know what I'm saying? So why not just turn it over to his will? let go and let him do what he already knew was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? No, that's fire. Um, yeah, the the little thing you just said right there about uh, what you just said at the end, not the ocean, but the thing after that. The, what about the shame and guilt? No, nah, bro, you said something about – oh, never mind, I got it. No, nah, the going to your job, like going – Nah, it's this it's a story that I heard and it's like there's a dude he's out in the middle of the ocean and uh he's he's praying to God, he's saying, God, 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 can you please right save me? I'm in I'm drowning out here in the middle of the ocean and then a boat comes up and they say, Hey man, you need some help and the guy's like, No, God's gonna save me So the boat goes away. Then the guy starts praying again, God, 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 can you help me, can you help me, can you help me? Another boat comes up and uh Basically, the guy in the boat, he's like, hey, man, you need some help? Like, you're drowning out here. You know, he's like, oh, no, no, God's going to save me, right? Eventually, he ends up drowning. He dies, and then he goes up into heaven, and he says, God, why didn't you save me? And he's like, dude, I sent you two boats, you know? So it was, it was like God, God was answering his prayer, right? But he wasn't accepting the help, you know, that was coming to him. Um, faith without works is dead, you know? The uh, It's one of my favorites in James. It's one of my favorite things, you know. It's in, it's not to be misinterpreted because our, our, you know, like it always says, is like our our beliefs, like how we, the Christian principle, right, is that we don't, we're not working our way towards anything, right? But James, the way he basically puts that is like, show me your faith apart from your works and I'll show you my faith through my works, right? And so he's saying that like my faith is so strong and you can see it through the way my actions, right? And that's what how it would be, right? Like you cannot show 
a person who that does have strong faith, right? His works shows that. It's not that he's doing the works in order for something. It's just that his faith is that that strong that he does have those works, you know. And as far as repentance goes, right, that's what it is. Is like my my works done but because of my faith, right, that I truly believe that God sent his son down here, performed these miracles, died on the cross for my sins, right, and that when I die, my sins are going to be washed in his blood so that I can enter the kingdom of heaven, right? And then when I have that true belief, my, all my actions change forever, right? And then, you know, I still go through trials. You still go through trials here on earth. It is necessary for the growth of the faith, right? But it's to say that it'll always come, right? God always, bring, he always brings me back. It's like this one, I don't listen to no worship music, right? I told that to Wally. But let me tell you, bro, you, you in that, you in that, in the thick of it, man, you start doing things you I, you wouldn't do before. And I saw, I listened to some worship music. And one of them is this lady, and she's talking about, uh, oh, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. What was I just saying? I can't remember, bro. I forget. But I was listening to worship music. It was fire, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's it. Um, I would say to, like, in a way, like, uh, circle back to like shame and guilt I would say if you're listening to this podcast and like if you're struggling with that I would say honestly you're not alone right you're not alone within um, what you're facing other people have faced what you're currently facing um, do not allow the enemy to um, convince you that you're only the only person on this planet um in the and including within the past that you've that you're the only one person doing this or going through this that it's you're not you know do not allow the enemy to isolate you right um continue going um to your small groups if you have one find a community um pray for a community if you don't have one god will will lead you to a community um get connected get plugged in with a local church i would say um and continue to fellowship and and participate within your community and allow them to you know um welcome them into your life and 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 share what you're going through with them with them and one more thing is like it says in psalms um it's one of the things david said is that um come taste and see that the lord is good right go and see that the lord is good right in your own time like um pull up that gospel music pull up that pull up your bible you feel me um and that's truly one way to truly experience freedom is to um to um bathe within god's word and to um you know dive dive right into it you feel me so um yeah yeah if you're ever shooting with shame and guilt you're not alone man god got you he's gonna get you out don't worry you're going to be refined. You're going to come out like a diamond. You feel me? Just like that silversmith. And whenever he pulls you out, God's going to see a reflection of himself. Super fire, bro. What a great way to end it. Just want to, first of all, praise Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling this room, filling this place. Um, thank you, Rachi, for coming. And, man, just spreading your, your light and your love and just keep walking faithfully, bro. You're you definitely make a big difference on this world, you know what I mean? Thanks, Chris, too, for being crazy. 
<laughs> you make a big difference too. <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta be relatable, you know what I'm saying? But um I think it'd be dope if Rachu would pray us out tonight. So you cool with that? Run it up. All right. If you listen to this, please bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night, Father. We thank you for this time to um, to come and to talk about your word, to, to come and talk to these people, who, whoever is listening, Father. Um, we ask that you continue to be with whomever is on the opposite side of this um, podcast, Father, who's listening to this, to continue to be with them. I ask that you continue to pour your spirit into them, Father. I ask that you continue to remind them that they're not alone, Father, that you're right there next to them, uh, on their right, on their left, behind them, and in front of them, Father. You're paving a road for them, um, that you have a plan for them, Lord, Father. Um, I ask that you continue to... Um, uh, to be with them, Father, I ask that you uh, bless this podcast as well, Father. Wally and Chris, Father, they're carrying out um, your work, Father. They're continuing furthering your kingdom, Father, in your in your in your name, Father. I ask that you bless this um, podcast. I ask that you take it further. I ask that you allow more ears to hear it, Father, to for more ears to hear your word and to further your kingdom, Father. And in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Man, we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you would continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.